And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour believing the sports, history, just pure animals. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your host, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. And Mike Chip. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog Pound? And we are back for episode six of Welcome to the Dog Pound, featuring myself, the dog, Robbie Nelson, my main man, Mike Kitt. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going? And we brought back our special guest, the the gene man, Jeff Cleaver. Say what's up, Jeff. Greetings. Salutations. Um, thanks for having me back on the. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. Uh, I I have to compliment you guys on the uh, the addition to the intro music. I uh, I I like having some voiceover, but it does sound kind of like um, kind of like you know a kidnapper who just kidnapped somebody <laughs> and is calling you and holding that person for ransom, but they're muffling their voice and trying to kind of disguise who it is that really deep creepy sound that's kind of the vibe i got when i listened to it so this episode's a little dark in general anymore so (laughs) (laughs) well fortunately you haven't started haven't haven't had to start kidnapping your podcast guests i'm still coming on voluntarily so um, that's true hopefully i can provide a little bit of insight into our topic today wait till episode 50 then it might be happening yeah yeah i might get i might get kicked off the podcast by then who knows (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, we're glad to have you back on, Jeff. Um, you are out of our uh, friend uh, bench here, uh, one of the fantasy gurus. So I'm glad to have you on. Hey, hey! Happy to talk fantasy. We're we're getting ready for the draft here, so we're yeah, absolutely. Tape. Yeah, we're taping this on Sunday and uh, have our fantasy drafts. The two leagues the three of us are in together are back to back nights tomorrow mm-hmm. night and Tuesday night, and. Uh, Kit and I were just in Kansas City this weekend, and we met up with our fantasy commissioner of our longest-running fantasy league, the Champions League, that Nick Brune coordinates. And uh, I tried to get you suspended from the league once again, Rob, but <laughs> Brune For wouldn't have why? it. He's letting you stay in it again this year. You're fine. I, did, I, I in, didn't even like improper benefits. Improper benefits. That's the, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> no, Brune would never kick me out. Brune, if you're listening... Please don't ever kick me out. This is this is what I live for. So did Alex? Brune, I think Rob's cheating. <laughs> did Alex Cleaver protest that he's not part of uh, the podcast because of the most Cleavers in? Yeah, we can only have league? one Cleaver on here. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. A one Cleaver limit's probably a, a safe play on on podcasts regarding fantasy football because Alex and I have had a lot of success in this league. So we would probably do a lot of bragging and boasting about how good we are at make believe football. <laughs> Alex just wants to listen to this to try to get an upper hand on Kit and I. So, well, That's fortunately, fine. this podcast is dropping the day after our draft, so Alex won't be getting any dirt unless he <laughs> uh, really, really tries to, um, you know, glean some information off of us. Unless him and Robert and Kahoot, Kahoots, and uh, they send it to, or he sends it to Alex ahead of time. That's what I'm saying. Rob does some shady yep. things when that, it comes to fantasy Bur- football. I'm, I would, I'm, not, an eye on I'm not sold on him cheating. I would never give Alex that. No way. No way. <laughs> okay, so let's let's actually get going on this here, kid. Tell uh, tell the people what we're going to do today. We're just going to be working on some fantasy information. Best players possibly out there per position group. Uh, sleepers, overrated players. Maybe play a game uh, between uh, Jeff and Rob called Buy and Sell. Um, I got some players' names, and they're going to tell us they would buy him at that ranking or not. And then 
at the end, we'll go into some stories, uh, bad beats of fantasy football, and uh, see where this takes us. So, all right. Well, uh, why don't we get started? We're gonna actually gonna go over um, our who we think is gonna be the best uh, player uh, for each position group for this upcoming uh, football season. So, Mike, why don't you go first? Let's start with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. So. This is this is kind of a tough one. You got some older guys that are kind of in that group that are starting to deteriorate, like Brady. Um, but I think the best fantasy guy this year is going to be Aaron Rodgers. He he's got he's coming off injury though, but and he's getting a little older. But he's I think he's just got the talent around him in green bay to still win football games and score a lot of points that's fair that's fair um he is uh according to espn the top rated quarterback so (laughs) you're not going out on a limb on that one i'm not (laughs) um for me i'm gonna go with uh i think russell wilson just because of rushing yards i think he'll end up being number one or number two uh fantasy quarterback Granted, his offensive line is absolutely terrible, but he's his, that whole team, you know. And his so. defense isn't there. As yeah, it's not as either. good as it used to be. So, but you know, I I just have a good feeling that he's just gonna, you know, get his rushing yards that he has in the past years. You know, he gets around like five hundred per season, and uh, he's just he's gonna score. I mean, it's, especially games like he had against the Texans last year when him and Deshaun Watson had that shootout. Uh, I think he's going to do that a lot again this season. So that's that's my pick. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, so, I mean, really going out on a limb there, Kit, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. Everybody knows that he's probably going to be the top quarterback in the draft. Um, here's the thing about quarterbacks. There's a lot of depth at this position in fantasy football because you have – it's a passing league. You have so many quarterbacks that are going to throw for 4,000 yards. I like that you bring up the rushing component, Rob, because that's where you can get some additional value to the quarterback position. And I know how much you love your dual dual threat quarterbacks. Oh, you You've know. been a proponent of Cam Newton for years. <laughs> and uh, Russell Wilson's definitely the dual threat as well. Another one to consider would be Deshaun Watson. But I'm going to go out. I'm going to go with the Super Bowl champs, Carson Wentz. He's coming off the ACL injury. Everybody knows he's good, but where you can get him in the draft – I think you can get comparable value to Aaron Rodgers with Carson Wentz. Now, one thing with Wentz is he's coming off the ACL injury, might not be ready to go week one, but there's enough roster spots in fantasy football. You can band-aid that with some quarterback later in the draft, but I think Carson Wentz is destined to have the best fantasy football season. We'll say on a per-game basis just because um, yeah, he, he may miss the first season. couple weeks of the season. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good pick, Jeff. Now we'll move into running backs, probably. Right? Yeah, we can go running backs. Okay, I would say I'm actually going to go out on a uh, a little bit of uh, like a value here on running backs because I think sometimes they can be real hit or miss, and especially in the top ten. And I think Cream Hunt's going to have the best season out. Oh out of the running back group uh granted because he's gonna have to help mahomes slowly work in an offense that they're trying to gel together and hopefully you know and the chief's offense is gonna you know need to help out their defense so i think hopefully cream hunt would have the big season out of the running back group kid i'm a bit surprised you didn't go david johnson there i know how much you love the clinton iowa native from uh who plays for the arizona cardinals now well that's true but he's coming off of injury as well and that that scares me yeah. it's a wrist injury though for a running back a wrist injury is probably not as concerning as a leg ACL. Injury, yeah. a ligament injury yeah. yeah um so here I'll, I'll go next um that's actually not a bad pick kit um for the reasons you said um, I would love to disagree with you because, you know, I, I love to do that. But um, I'm cool with that, yeah. 
my pick. And that feeling's new. That feeling's mutual. Kit loves disagreeing with you yeah. more than um, <laughs> you love disagreeing with him, Rob. I, I yeah. know that for a fact. Yeah, uh, the people that listened last week definitely know that for sure. So, um, <laughs> I heard people like drama, and that was drama. <laughs> we're we're a reality uh, TV show here. We should just have a camera on us all the time with how much we argue like old ladies. So, um, so my pick for running back actually. Um, I don't know if this is going out on too much of a limb, but Alvin Kamara, um, he actually saved my fantasy season last last year when I got him off of uh, the waiver wire. He, uh, especially in the Saints' offense, they actually run it a lot more um, than they used to. And Mark Ingram's actually suspended the first four games, and I think that's going to increase Kamara's stock. Plus, he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. So, true dual threat uh, running back, and I, I'm really high on him this year, so. I would uh, lots of value yeah. from Camara and PPR formats. Yeah, especially PPR. So, go ahead, Jeff. And so, yeah, it was a good pick, Rob. Um, and I, I will say that most of my fantasy insight predictions comes off of non-PPR leagues, just because that's the league we play in Bruins League, or the way the style we play in Bruins League, and it's also the style I prefer personally over um, over the PPR. But I'll uh, yeah. I'll throw out, and I like a bell cow running back. So you would think I would go Le'Veon Bell, right? He was sure. my running back last year, actually, and was the top fantasy back out. He was the second top over. I think Gurley outscored him over the course of the season. But Bell's not in camp right now. So you know he's going to come in out of shape. He's going to kind of have some um, – well, Same thing happened last year. They're going to work his way early. in. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was just going to say the same thing kind of happened early last year, too. He wasn't – fantastic out of the game but then you know really turned it on and for whatever reason it seems like just i'm going off of strictly watching bell play in games last year it seems like every time they get down the red zone todd haley who's gone now would always throw the ball to antonio brown or their backup tight end and when they're at the three yard line instead of just feeding the ball to bell and let him barrel into the end zone so I, i'm a little frustrated with levy on bell so i'm not gonna pick him i'm gonna pick my boy zeke elliott Zeke oh, Elliott Zeke. from the Dallas Cowboys, I think. Yeah, Travis Frederick, he's um, he's had some sort of illness that may keep him out of football for a while. That's going to hurt the Dallas offensive line. But you know Elliott's going to get lots of touches. And I think he's got fresh legs. He's a young back. He's going to have a big season. I'm a little bit biased toward Elliott because uh, um, he was uh, my running back two years ago, had a really good season. In fact, I even traded for him last year. So... I'm always making sure I can get Zeke Elliott on the roster if I have a chance, and I think he'll have the uh, have the best season out of all the running backs are, this year. Are the Cowboys pretty one-dimensional, though, possibly, with their receiving group? I think so. I mean, it's just a thought, but he could still have a big I, year. I, I don't think they're going to be a pass-heavy team. I think their game's built around the run, but, yeah, they lost Des Bryant. He wasn't very productive last year. Lost Jason Witten. He was getting old. I think they'll have young receivers emerge, um, like the rookie Michael Gallup, and back he can gain some legs. I still think action dynamic and one-dimensional, as you think. Um, people say that about teams that don't have stars at certain position groups, but in the NFL, one thing's for certain is offensive teams find a way to have balance, and I think that will be the case with Dallas this year. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay, off to the wide wide receiver uh, group. Um, this this group, unless it's PPR, it's a lot it's a lot tougher to select. You know, Antonio Brennan really takes it at that point. Um, I think a guy that if you can get, you know, if he slips down to you and get good value out of, I mean, he's very high, but it would be Michael Thomas from New, uh, New Orleans. I think, you know, with, you know, not having. Uh, Mark Ingram to start out with the season, they're going to be more balanced, pass heavy at that point, and could get rich, get you some good um, points to start off the season. So, I mean, granted, he's probably right around a second round pick, roughly, but you know, if you can get you know right around that time frame for him, I think Michael Thomas could really be the the star of the show in in New Orleans. There, yeah, that, and that's a good pick. 
you know, kid. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think he's ranked like fifth um, overall. So, uh, and kid, that's a good name to throw out there because if you're in a fantasy draft, oftentimes you're playing in 10 to 12 team leagues and you're probably going to pick a running back first. So, right. on your way back in the second round, you're going to need a receiver to pick up. And who's good? Well, Michael Thomas is. He yeah. had 104 receptions last year, right? So, yeah. Didn't get into the end zone as much as you would think because the Saints had so much success with their backs last year. But if defenses are keying on the running backs, who are they going to throw to? That big target, Michael Thomas. And yeah. we know Drew Brees is a very productive quarterback, so that's a component you always want to have with a receiver in fantasy is somebody good throwing the ball to him. Yeah, and, and he's a consistent target. That helps a lot too. So uh, for mine, I mean, it's not really like – going out on a limb or anything i would say antonio brown but i'm actually going to go with deandre hopkins kit could be throwing the ball to deandre hopkins and he's still going to get catches i mean the texans (laughs) have went through so many quarterbacks and obviously deshaun watson's a extremely talented but hopkins was still producing last year when watson got hurt so i mean i i think that says all you need to do and it doesn't matter if it's ppr or not hopkins is going to get you points so I'm a big, big fan of DeAndre. Go ahead, Jeff. Oftentimes, I base my draft selections in fantasy football based off of players who I've played against in past years, and they've burned me. DeAndre Hopkins is one of those players. Aaron Bauer had him on his team last year. He was lights out, had a really great season, and that was without Deshaun Watson, who tore his ACL. He was still productive after that. So, um, Deshaun Watson, um, he'll have Watson back this year. Good pick. Going to have a big year. I'm not going to overthink the wide receiver position because Antonio Brown's so productive. He's by far the best receiver out there this year. You can draft him in the first round over a, just about any of the running backs on the list and, uh, and feel pretty safe with that pick just because he's so consistent. Plus, he has one of the best nicknames in fantasy football, Tony Totap. <laughs> that's true, yeah. And that, that's a good pick, Jeff, um, if I can just jump in here, because Antonio Brown – Seems like every week he's going to get 10 catches for, like, 100 yards, you know? Yep. Even when defenses try double-teaming him, he finds a way to get the ball. Usually he's been big Ben's thrown into tight windows, but Brown's getting open, and he's uh, he's also inside the five. Usually when teams want to run the ball, Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, likes to throw the ball to Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's true. So a very, very productive receiver and probably one of the most productive fantasy football receivers we've seen in 15 years. Yep. And next position would be tight end. Um, tight end group is is something you have basically two or three guys that are, are dominating the position, and after that number, it gets kind of into question marks. So um, I think my pick this year is going to be uh, Kyle Rudolph. You know, he's kind of a, a guy that's down there a little bit, but I think in – uh, a Kirk Cousins offense, he likes to hit the tight ends. Um, you look at Jordan Reed the past few years when he was playing with Kirk Cousins, he was targeted a lot in the red zone. So, you know, my my top scorer this year is going to be Kyle Rudolph. Interesting. So are you, you going to draft Kyle Rudolph in like the third round this year and surprise everybody? <laughs> because there's always that person in your league that drafts somebody that nobody expects way too early and – that seems like a Kyle Rudolph move uh, or Kyle Rudolph type pick. To he, me, might, he might be a first round pick, though. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know about that one, kid. Well, to kiss, you know, defense, Kyle Rudolph is in the top seven on rankings that I've seen. And he, he did do pretty good last year with Case Keenum. Um, so that's a, not a bad pick, but definitely not top scorer material, I don't think, because you have a lot of other guys, which I'll, I'll probably mention when I go through my tight end here. So I know everybody listening to this that knows me well thinks I'm going to pick my boy G-Reg to drop it down and let him see it. But I think he's going to take a step back this year, which makes me sad because he's my boy. But I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. All he's done is produce for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Alex Smith left, and he loved throwing the tight end. But I think Mahomes, as a young quarterback, is going to have to rely on Kelsey a lot. So I think he's going to be involved in the offense quite a bit. So. That's my pick for top tight end. Yeah, Kelsey's a Kelsey's a productive tight end. I'm still confused by drop drop it down and let me see it. I I didn't <laughs> get that part of the tight end. I, well, um, <laughs> we, we, we can talk about that later, Jeff. Okay, um, I'll go with Gronk. 
I'll just go because I think that Gronk is everybody's pick. If you know you're watching football, like who's the first tight end that comes to mind? And it's Gronk. Yeah. And the reason I would pick Gronk is just because he's been so good for so long, and he plays on arguably the best offense in the NFL with the New England Patriots. And he's got Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, throwing him the ball. So as long as Gronk can stay healthy, you can feel pretty safe drafting him and getting good production out of him. That's the question mark, though, with Gronk is can he stay healthy? It's hard for him to play a full season with all the hits that he takes at the tight end position. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Now the last position, we're skipping kickers. We're going to go to defense. But you love kickers, Kit. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, I know what you're picking here. Yeah, defense, one word. Jags. I'm very intrigued, though. I'm very intrigued, though, by Kit's fantasy kicker analysis, though. I, I feel like that could be some interesting insight. Yeah, we're going uh, to still talk about kickers. I don't care what Kit says. There are a dime a dozen. <laughs> so talk about your precious Jags. Let's go. Jags. One word. Jags. 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 They're good. Why do you like the Jags, Kit? They're awesome. They got yeah. it. Basically, basically, they're a defense that can carry any offense out there. Look at They took... Uh, Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship last year. Uh, I think Blake Bortles carried him to the AFC Championship you last year. You can say year. that, too. That's <laughs> fine. They're, um, they're just talented. They, yeah, that's all. They're going to score points. A lot of points. Who's your, fav- who's your favorite Jaguars defender? Uh, Jack. Miles Jack? Miles okay. Jack, yep. You're okay. not a Calais Campbell fan? I don't mind him. Oh, okay. What about Jalen Ramsey and all the trash talking he's doing to NFL quarterbacks? Yeah, well, he's labeling just, every quarterback as trash. He'll he'll turn into the next Richard Sherman where we won't know his name in about three years. So. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a, No, that's obviously a good pick, kid. I mean, they're probably going to be top one or two defense this year. I'm actually going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, and I'm going to pick the L.A. Chargers as my top scoring defense. I mean, they have two absolute studs in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And I, I think this is the year that the Chargers finally turned the corner. And I think the defense is a big part of that. Even though they lost uh, one of their corners to a season-ending injury, plus they always have injuries on that team. But I, I'm high on the Chargers this year. So what about you, Jeff? I like your Chargers pick. I think they're a sleeper team, not just on defense, but in terms of real NFL football to be a, a team that's going to perform really well. I think they can get to the playoffs, win the AFC East this year. They can contend for the Super Bowl. They've built a really good roster around there, offensive and defensively. The question mark, though, with the Chargers is Anthony Lynn. He blew a few games last year. They finished 9-7 and after starting out 0-4, but they probably could have won two or three more games on top of that. So... This will be a, a pretty interesting season to see how they uh, if they live up to the hype that they're receiving this preseason. But I definitely like uh, you guys have both picked good defenses. Mm-hmm. Just to be kind of different, I won't pick either of those two teams, but I'll go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings have always been a, um, A, they have a really good home field advantage. That crowd is intense. They're loud. They make it really difficult for opposing teams to score points, right? So... One thing with defenses in fantasy football, for those familiar with fantasy, is you start out with 10 points. Your defense, you start to lose points, and you gain it back by forcing turnovers, scoring defensive or special teams touchdowns, or getting sacks. Well, the Minnesota Vikings have always been good at rushing the quarterback, putting pressure on opposing teams' quarterbacks. They've got a good secondary. They just added George Iloka, right, from uh, the Bengals. They did. So added another weapon to their defense. I think I'll go with the Minnesota Vikings being the top-scoring defense this year and satisfy Jordan Boke and all the other Vikings fans that listen to your uh, to your podcast. Great analysis, Jeff. Um, Thank you. Now we're going to go to kind of our sleeper picks by position. And whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about kickers. Fine. One. Pick one. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Dan Bailey from the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. Yeah, I don't even know a kicker. He's I'm one of the just, most accurate kickers in NFL history, kid. I'm going to go with Greg Zerlin, the leg. The leg, yeah. D2, where, where did he D2, put? D2, yeah, D2 school. D2 there school. No, uh, Mo West. I'm going to go with the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker. Okay. Baltimore. We're, we're done. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we'll uh, under, under, underrated fantasy kicker, Stephen Hauschka from the bu- from the Buffalo Bills. Yep. You bet. Hauschka. And the Buffalo Bills this year, I'm worried. So. 
plenty of field goal opportunities for Buffalo this year. Uh, kicking in that cold weather is really going to help, right? <laughs> well, that's only in December, Kit. Okay. Uh, now back to the quarterbacks. Uh, my sleeper pick was kind of follow up on what Jeff was talking about. The Chargers being um, kind of the sleeper pick of the NFL this year. And I think uh, Phillip Rivers is going to have a resurgence back into the top five in the NFL this year. So my sleeper pick is uh, Phillip Rivers as quarterback. He's kind of on the outside of being a starter on teams where he's ranked right around 12. So if you're in a 12-team league, he's right on the verge of being a starter or not. Um, and I think he's going to slip into the top five and be a, a top five quarterback this year. That's not that's not a bad pick. Mine, I feel like I'm really going out on a limb for some reason, but Alex Smith was a top five quarterback last year. And he goes to Washington, and they don't really have a running game, but they still have some weapons on the outside. And Kirk Cousins has always been a relatively – you know, good fancy quarterback. So I feel like Alex Smith is going to sneak into maybe the top eight. Um, right now he's ranked like 16th or 17th, I think. So uh, I'll be interested to see how he shakes out. So what about you, Jeff? Hey, Rob, you, I, I feel kind of weird, but we're, uh, we're agreeing on a lot of things. I, I'm, <laughs> I can't dispute a lot of your picks this, this time around, but uh, um, yeah, I like the Alex Smith pick there. I thought you were going to say Mitchell Trubisky, though, but we can probably cover him later on in the podcast. Um, <laughs> but my uh, my sleeper pick, um, I could be a Midwest homer and go with Patrick Mahomes because he looked really good in this weekend's preseason game against the uh, the Bears. So for those of you that don't think my sleeper pick's a sleepy enough sleeper pick, you can go with Mahomes. But I'm going to talk about Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck is a sleeper in the sense that he didn't play last year. He yeah. spent the whole offseason or the whole season on injury reserve trying to rehab his shoulder. He's back now. If you have a good long-term memory, you remember how per football in some of his league, before the GM and Chuck Pagan didn't protect him with any offensive lineman and he got hurt and you've forgotten about him in 2017. But Andrew Luck's back. He can still get you some rushing yards. But more importantly, he can throw the ball, get touchdowns. He's a one of the top talents in the NFL. And I think that uh, people are forgetting about Andrew Luck and he's going really deep in the drafts where if you want to wait on a quarterback, go with Andrew Luck. He's a, uh, he's a good option. And uh, as long as he stays healthy with so far, signs have been encouraging that he's recovered fully from this injury. I think, I think Andrew Luck's going to be my sleeper pick here. Yeah. I, I I wonder how many sacks he's going to take because I don't think that O line is very good. In, yeah, in but Indy. they they took two offensive linemen in this draft it, with your yeah. boy Quentin Nelson, my brother from Notre Dame. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting if he if he can stay upright, he might be a top five again. So that's correct. Uh, I agree yeah. with you, Jeff. It's all it's yeah. all it's all evaluation right now until the season happens. Right. Exactly. exactly. Uh, sleeper pick for me. So I'm kind of gonna go out of the top, uh, top 32 or basically 32nd on my list, roughly. Um, and I think a guy that's gonna take over a lot of snaps in New England is gonna be Sony Michelle. Um, we saw how well he did in the national championship games and the uh the semifinals and i think he's gonna guy that's gonna sneak into the top 15 by the end of the season he's gonna take over for uh rex burkhead getting most of the carries rex still might you know catch the football in third down positions but i think by the end of season sony michelle is going to be basically the stable of the back for taking the handoffs in uh new england well, you know, if I have one addiction in fantasy football is I, I can, can never help myself. And I always tell myself I'm not going to do it. I always end up drafting a Patriots running back just because they're there. And I'm under this impression that New England's going to find a featured back and ride them to the ground. Like they actually did that two years ago, LeGarrette Blunt. Um, but I've been a long, I, I pretty much always have LeGarrette Blunt in my fantasy leagues, except for that year he did really good. Um, I, I, you know, I, but one thing about Bill Belichick is, he always frustrates fantasy football owners and the fact that he doesn't stick with one back one week. It'll be 
Jonas Gray. The next week, it's Stephen Ridley. <laughs> Shane Green had some moments. And uh, I think that the Patriots' backfield, when I look at it this year, they've got Burkhead, they've got Michelle, they've still got Mike Gillisley, James White, Jeremy Hill. They've got five running backs, and I don't feel like Belichick's going to go with the featured back. It's going to be a lot of um, high-risk, high-reward type of play from the running backs, where some you, some weeks you have a guy that can go for 20-plus fantasy points, but that next week he might only get three or four because he's going to he's very game plan specific on how New England exploits opposing defenses on offense. So. I like the pick, though. He definitely looked good in the Rose Bowl last year and for Georgia last year, but I uh, I, got, I have to kick my addiction of New England Patriots running back. So I'm not yeah. going to agree with you there, kid, on, on a sleeper. Jeff, you have a horrible habit of drafting this guy. <laughs> every year yeah. I draft like Garrett Blunt. Even when he leaves <laughs> the Patriots, I still draft like Garrett Blunt. I'm going to yeah, draft him have, this year. Yeah, okay. Alliance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a good chance you'll probably end up drafting Michelle, too, probably, right? <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Um, hey, not anymore. You've exposed his sleepiness, so he's <laughs> uh, he's going to go a lot earlier now. I like you calling it sleepiness. So this is that's fun. Um, yeah. So mine actually is a guy that's burned me in the past, um, by a guy by the name of Isaiah Crowell. He plays for the Jets now. He used to play for the Browns. I thought he was going to have a breakout year last year, and then it did not happen. But. Somebody has to run the ball in that backfield, and they refuse to give Bilal Powell that many carries, so I think Cruel's the one that's going to get it. I think the Jets are actually going to be a relatively underrated offense. Not like top 10, but I think Darnold's going to have you know to rely on the running game, and Cruel's going to get a lot more carries than people think. So he might not be top 5, top 10, but I think he's going to end up in the top 15 by the end of the year. Go ahead, Jeff. Running backs, um, a rookie or back that becomes more prominent as you get into November, December, when the bumps and bruises really take a toll on some of the high volume guys that you see early on in the season. Um, so I'm going to go with a guy who's not the starting running back for their team right now, but plays on a really productive offense. Um, he's been very talented in the past. And I'm not saying Devontae Foreman is going to get injured or Devontae Freeman. Um, but either way, there's room for two running backs in Atlanta. And Tevin Coleman's a guy I would consider deeper in the draft as a, as a sleeper type running back that you can play in your flex position or even as one of your running backs late in the season because he's not going to, you know, be the bell cow that, uh, uh, pardon the pun, Le'Veon Bell is or Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley, but. Tevin Coleman had eight touchdowns last year in a secondary role. That's pretty good production off of a backup running back or a third That's down true. back, so to speak. I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I, th I think that's is a really a good pick. Yeah, oh, I mean, Freeman's the starter there, so I would consider a sleeper. Yeah, he had multiple touchdowns last year, but um, yeah, I could see that, definitely. Just depends Other how than many... that, you, if you don't want... want um, uh, Coleman has a sleeper. You can go with one of these rookies that are kind of uh, you don't know what to expect. Like Kit mentioned, they're they could they could be a boomer bust, like uh, the Seattle Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. Yeah. And all this could depend on injury too, because somebody could really jump up the ranks from a sleeper once an injury happens, and you never know. So that's the that's the hidden component of fantasy football is there. You may have a really rock solid team, and we all we've all been there, right? Where we've we've got a really good player we picked in the first couple rounds of the fantasy draft. David Johnson, big example last year. Yeah. Boom, week one, he breaks his wrist. Or Keenan Allen, a couple of years ago, tears his ACL really early in the season, and you're stuck with one of your high, top productive, top fantasy product. Uh, what am I trying to say? Performers. Yeah. And <laughs> then you're finding replacements for him, and you're in a you're in a rough spot. Yep. All right. Uh, so now we're going to move on to tight end group. Uh, we go re receiver. No, we, we haven't done a wide receiver, so you need oh, to jump I'm on. I'm already that. moving around. Sorry. Uh, receiver, uh, my sleeper is I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Um, I think he was a rookie last year. And I think he, with Odell Beckham on the other side and him kind of being the slot receiver. Um, 
I think that Sterling Shepard can move up into the top 25 as a receiver this year. Um, granted, he does have an older Eli Manning passing to him um, who might be kind of out of date. Uh, but I think, you know, Sterling could get more targets than uh, like Jordy Nelson in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I think that could really help him improve and uh, kind of become a household name by the end of the season in Giants because you don't know if Odell Beckham's going to be back next year and he could be the number one at that point. Yeah, that, that's actually not a bad pick. And I think the Giants offense is going to be a lot better than it was uh, a year ago. So uh, I could definitely see that. Um, I agree. I like I like Shepard too. The que- the question mark around Shepard is there's a lot of other guys that they have to share the ball with, and I'm not so high on their quarterback Eli Manning. I think he might be a little over the hill, but time will tell with with Eli. But Kit, we do know you love your Manning boys. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So for mine, I'm actually going pretty deep here, like almost like 60th, and in the rankings for wide receiver, but I absolutely love this guy. And it's from my favorite team, Anthony Miller, uh, wide receiver for the bears who, <laughs> although is he, he a rook, is he a rookie Rob? He is a rookie, but he's been absolutely killing it in camp. And I think they're going to get him as many snaps as they can. Um, he was a second round pick and yeah, they signed Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel, um, as well as they're hoping for better things from Kevin white. But I am really excited about this kid. He catches everything. He has great footwork. And I think that Matt Nagy's going to try to get him in the offense quite a bit. So Where did he come from? Memphis. That's what I thought. So what about you, Jeff? Uh, um, uh, I'm going to go with a sleeper. But he's you, you alluded to Alex Smith earlier in Washington. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and how Alex Smith, he's a productive quarterback, right? He might be more checked down doesn't really take a whole lot of risks but there's a player who just joined the redskins along with alex smith named paul richardson former cf seahawk who kind of was overshadowed by doug baldwin last year i think he's gonna improve i mean you're not gonna get top receiver production out of a guy like paul richardson but he's somebody you can find pretty deep in the draft and you can insert him as your flex play or your on your bye weeks when you need a receiver um 700 yards last year, um, six touchdowns. wasn't a whole lot of um, wasn't a whole lot of receptions from him, but uh, he's a guy that can find the end zone. I think Paul Richardson. They signed him a pretty big contract too. I'll uh, I'll take my chance. I really want to go with a rookie wide receiver as a sleeper, but I've done that in fancy drafts in the past, and it never works out for whatever reason. NFL receivers have a tough time their rookie yeah. season. <laughs> acclimating to the playbooks and the the style of offenses that a lot of these NFL teams run. So I'm going to bypass the the rookie receivers, although I really like Calvin Ridley down in Atlanta, and I'll go with Paul Richardson with the Redskins. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting pick. I'll With the Redskins, Jeff, um, kind of like I was talking about with Alex Smith earlier, I think it'll be interesting to see who actually becomes like the the main target in that offense, whether it's Jamison Crowder, or he relies on Jordan Reed a lot, or Josh Jackson, or if it's Paul Richardson. So he's got a lot of weapons. So um, it's kind of like the Giants, where they're going to spread the ball around to Odell and Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Redskins will probably spread the ball around. Hey, they like to run the ball, but their running backs keep getting hurt, so they might be forced to throw it because you know Adrian Peterson's not going to be the uh, workload back that he was earlier in his career. Yeah, that's that's true. So. All right, Kit. Tight ends. My tight end sleeper uh, this year is going to be Tyler Eifert with the Bengals. Um, I think it's a resurgence year for him, even though he's got the red rocket thrown to him. And he's always hurt. And he's always hurt. <laughs> but I think he could <laughs> I think he could stay healthy this year, slip back and maybe to a top five or six position group. Uh for the Bengals, so I'd go with uh, Tyler Eifert. All right, yeah. I mean, he's he's really talented when he actually is healthy and he can play. And you know, really in that offense, you just got AJ Green, and that's about it because they haven't figured out who their number two receiver is. So that could be a very interesting one. Um, for me, I <laughs> I'm going to pick another Bear, Trey Burton, 
because Matt Nagy comes from an offense that Homer. loves Homer. Yeah. Matt Nagy comes from an offense that loves a tight end. They specifically paid this guy a lot of money to come from the Eagles where he was literally like the third-string tight end. He's well-known for throwing the Philly special in the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to try to get him the, the ball quite a bit, and by the end of the season, he'll be top five tight end. If you have all these top five, here, I was say, Rob, if you have all these top five players from the Bears or sleepers from the Bears, they might be going 12 and four in your book. Hey, never rule it out, Kit. This is the year, man. Okay. I'm actually going to agree with you, Rob. I, uh, I I had Trey Burton penciled in as a sleeper, too. Um, I remember when the free agent frenzy happened last spring and the Bears were really active early on. I texted you and I said, hey. Yep. I really like that pickup, Trey Burton. The Bears did a lot to address their skill position needs this past offseason. Uh, Trey Burton's a good example. He's thrown a touchdown. So he's, he can perform well under pressure, and he was overshadowed with all the weapons that the Eagles had last year. I think being more of a featured guy in the Matt Nagy offense this year, you know, we saw with Nagy's tenure at the Chiefs how they used the tight end. I think there's more of that to come with uh, – the Trubisky-Burton connection in Chicago. So I'm actually going to go the same sleeper as you at tight end just because, All right. well, A, there's not a whole lot of tight ends to pick from, but True. I'm really high on Burton as well. I thought, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top five tight end, and I don't think that's a stretch. Yeah, I don't either. So screw you, Kit. Yeah, Kit. <laughs> Are we doing defense sleepers or no? We can. Okay, go ahead then. Okay, D- defense sleepers. Um this year is I'm going to go with Jill, uh, Jeff's team. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I think they could they could sneak into the top half of the league as a solid defense. Um, they had a pretty decent defense last year going into the playoffs. Um, they've added a few key components to it, and I think the Bills could uh, really be a top half defense in fantasy. Plus, they have the no fly zone. In the Northeast <laughs> with Micah Hyde, Vontae Davis, Jordan Poyer, Poyer and yeah. my boy Tredavious White. He yep. should have been the rookie of the year should, last yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. He was playing up in Buffalo, and nobody paid attention to him because Lattimore down in New, England, New Orleans got all the attention. Yeah, What I, Tredavious White was most known for last year was um, getting into, uh, what did he get, elbow dropped in the New England-Buffalo game by Gronkowski. Yeah, it was um, bad. Yeah, but Tredavious White, um, good corner, Buffalo Sean, Sean McDermott, he's a defensive coach. I, I like that pick. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good one. Um, I'm not going to even talk about mine because it's just going to make Kit mad, but go Bears. They're going to be a top 10 defense this year. Homer. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. You know, to be honest with you, I haven't really thought of defensive sleepers, so I'm not even going to throw a pick out there. I okay. will just reemphasize um, Kit's point about the Buffalo Bills. If you really want a deep sleeper, and the thing about defenses is we've seen people every year in fantasy drafts reach for a defense. Kit, you're notorious for doing this. I can't remember what year you drafted Rex Ryan's Jets in, (laughs) but you drafted them very early one year. Uh, We could probably look it up, but I think it was like the fifth round. Yeah. Does that sound right, Rob? Yeah. I, I like to joke it was the second round, but it was I think it was the fifth round. Hey, you gotta get I your, think it was the fifth. You gotta get your nine best players on the field. If you have a, a random backup running back that's only going to be on your on your team twice a year defense can score more points than that yeah that's true you, you know but there are always defenses that it seems like teams you expect to be really good at defense and you draft early don't always end up scoring a lot of fantasy points for whatever reason so i'll go with a, a sleeper that everybody's sleeping on but they've actually looked solid this preseason and the last game i watched um granted it was against some of the b level players from the eagles um they're able to force four turnovers and they've got some young talent around there it's the cleveland browns um they've got miles garrett they've got jabril preppers they've got a good set of linebackers with kirksey and uh Collins. i'm blanking on um but he's a good linebacker too um cleveland browns the problem is they play against some pretty good offenses. The Steelers are a Steelers, productive yeah. offense. But they, for every Steelers game, you get a game against the Bengals or the Ravens where That's hey, true. there's a chance there to get some value out of the defense. Yeah, Joe Flacco sucks, and they're going to play them twice a year. So, Big time. <laughs> All right, Kit, should we move on to our – Wait, we're uh, not doing kicker sleepers. No. Yeah, we're, we're just clear on that. We're, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. 
We're skipping <laughs> kickers for overrated and sleeper. Uh, they get you like eight points a week. Kit. They're not overrated. Well, Best I'm, nine players. I'm fine with that. But <laughs> no, go ahead. Let's do our uh, game you wanted to play. Okay. So let's move into buy or sell. I'm going to give you guys each a player. I'm going to tell them where he's ranked at. And you're going to tell me if you're going to buy that he's over that or sell that he's under about or basically sell that he's overrated. So you're either buying him that he's underrated or selling him that he's overrated. Okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to start with quarterback position here. Um, Rob, you can go first and have Jeff follow up. Okay. Um, the first one is going to be Deshaun Watson, quarterback, uh, roughly around area of number six ranked quarterback. Okay. Are you buying or selling on Deshaun Watson? If he's healthy, I'm buying. Okay. Because in his short stint last year, he was absolutely incredible as a fantasy quarterback, like top one or two. So, I mean, we still have to see, but I think – if he's healthy the whole year, he'll be top four easy. So easy. you're buying. Yeah, I'm buying. Jeff? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the other side of the argument there with Deshaun Watson, and I, I can't dispute what Rob said, that his production was high. He was the top one or two in the top two of fantasy quarterback production when he was healthy. Granted, that's a small sample size. I think there'll be some regression from that this year. Defenses have more, more time to scout Deshaun Watson and uh, – He's got some weapons, no doubt, but I just think the level of production that he was able to achieve last year will go down some. They may ease off the rushing a little bit with Watson just to protect those ACLs. Uh, he's torn both of them now, so he uh, he's going to be a productive fantasy quarterback. I, I don't I don't think people should stray away from Watson in their draft if he's available. I just wouldn't reach for him because I think that that sample size that we saw from him last year might be kind of an outlier i don't i don't i see that production being tough to maintain going forward kind of thinking of a sophomore slump then probably right yeah or just you know maybe he would he play in six games basically and some of those games like the seahawks was a shootout you know you're not going to get into those type of games every season the one nice thing about watson he does play in the afc south he's going up against the Colts defense He's going up against the Titans defense, which I don't think is that outstanding. The downside is he'll play against the Jaguars defense twice. Yeah, but, um, yeah I, I think in your leagues, I wouldn't be whoever's listening in your fancy draft. Somebody's going to reach really early on Deshaun Watson, and I think that you can get better value waiting on a quarterback later in the draft. And you know, you might sacrifice a few points per game here and there, but you're still going to find good value late in the draft with a guy like Alex Smith or. Philip Rivers, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. So we got one buy and one sell on Deshaun Watson. Yep. The next one, we're going to go to another quarterback, Rob's boy, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, this wasn't staged at all, Rob. We weren't. We weren't uh... <laughs> Qu- quarterback, quarterback ranking is around number 20. Are you buying or selling on Mitchell Trubisky? Oh, man. This is uh this is tough. I think he's gonna be better this year than last year when John Fox refused to let him throw the ball. I'm gonna buy. I think he's gonna he's gonna be top fifteen quarterback since he's ranked at you know twentieth. He's still undervalued. Um, he has as we mentioned before when I was talking about Trey Burton, Anthony Miller, guys like that. He has better uh, offensive weapons. Um, if the line stay, stays healthy, he should be better. So I'm gonna buy. I, I, I think so. Jim. Well, you have to buy him because two of your sleepers were guys that are going to be <laughs> uh, catching passes from him, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, my my thoughts on Trubisky, um, where would you say he was ranked at, Kit? Number 20. Okay, so number 20. There's probably – you're a man of numbers, Kit, right? You like to play some numbers games. This I have a true. number for you. The number is zero. There is a 0% chance that Mitchell Trubisky will get in most fantasy – what Rob said, I will Trubisky just because – He's that type of quarterback like Carson Wentz was last year or Matt Ryan was the year before that wasn't being talked about, wasn't getting drafted, but the Bears have done they've they've built pieces around Trubisky. Now let's see if he can actually uh 
actually do something with it. I, I think I'm a buy on him as well. I don't know if he'll be Jared Goff or Carson Wentz like in terms of how he improved from year one to year two, but we'll see improvement. And if you're looking for a backup quarterback to kind of play matchups with or have his insurance in case you draft a quarterback really early and you, if he gets hurt, then you're looking for answers. Um, Trubisky's a guy you can pick up late in the draft or even in the free agent market after the draft's over with because I, uh, I don't think there's a lot of people talking about him outside of the Chicago Bears community. Okay. Now we're going to move on to uh, receiver. Um, buy or sell A.J. Green at receiver number six? I'm going to sell. I, I think... I mean, he's still a stud. Like, this isn't about his talent. It's about the Bengals' talent. And they, I don't know, like, Andy Dalton's not that great. And they lost a lot of their good offensive linemen over the last couple years. Um, so, he's going he's gonna to have games where he goes off and has, you know, 150 yards or whatever. But he's going to have games where he has, like, you know, 40 yards. So, I think he's going to end up – he'll still be top 15, but he won't be in the top 10. That's what – yeah, that's what I think. So what about you, Jeff? You know, I'm going to sell on him too. Early in his career, he was a guy that wasn't really high up on the draft boards, and you could draft him down in the mid-rounds and get really good value out of him. But like you said, Rob, he has the Red Rider BB gun thrown in the ball and Andy Dalton. And the Red Rider BB gun, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to connect with A.J. Green a whole lot. He only had – you know, in a, in a passing league, it looks like 75 receptions last year. For a top-tier receiver, you want that number to be up closer to 100. You need more red zone targets. A.J. Green, he got in the end zone eight times last year, all right. But wide receiver six, I think uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. He's probably going to be lower than that, and you're going to want to target more productive receivers with better quarterbacks throwing the ball. So sell on A.J. Green. Yes. Perfect. Now, the other wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, receiver number 35. Are you buying or selling Sammy Watkins with the Chiefs? I'm selling. He's terrible. Like Agreed. I mean, Jeff, obviously you know all about Sammy Watkins as a Bills fan and how he should be way better than he is. He's always hurt. Um, when the Rams traded for him, I thought the change of scenery, scenery might help him. And it didn't. I mean, he just wasn't that good. So, and then the Chiefs offense, you know, the Chiefs offense is going to run through Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and then Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, those those three are studs. Sammy Watkins might end up with like, I don't know, 700 yards, but he's not going to be a top flight uh, fantasy wide receiver. So, I'm definitely selling. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Rob. Um, the frustrating thing about Sammy Watkins was, as a Bills fan, the year they drafted for Sammy Watkins, they traded up in the draft to pick him. They went up to the fourth spot, and you know could who they passed Odell. on? Odell Beckham and Mike Evans. They could have had both of those guys yeah. where they were drafting at, and they didn't. So, um, obviously, they traded him for a reason last year. Hasn't worked out anywhere. Always seems to be flirt, like having some sort of injury issue. 35 is way too high for him. I'm selling... Do not roster Sammy Watkins in any of your fantasy leagues because, like you said, Tyreek Hill's got the explosive play capabilities. Um, Travis Kelsey's going to get plenty of targets. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, I, 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 I used to be my draft strategy was to pick young players like Sammy Watkins and think they were going to you know, be striking gold with the next NFL superstar. But every time I do that, I end up disappointed because uh, Sammy Watkins is a classic example of a really hyped up guy coming to the league. He came from Clemson and just didn't work out. Um, yeah, I think it's time to move on from Sammy Watkins. Okay. Sell on Sammy. Uh, the next one moving to running backs, Alvin Kamara running back number seven in the rankings. Are you buying or selling on Alvin? Well, you know, I'm going to pick buy since I picked him earlier in our podcast as one of my favorite running backs. So, as I mentioned in my, you know, spiel before about Alvin Kamara, he's um, he was a stud last year, um, offensive rookie of the year stud, and uh, Mark Ingram's out the first four games, which I think will inflate his numbers a little bit. So I'm definitely buying on him being a top three running back at the end of the season. So what about you, Jeff? 
I mean, I want to sell on him just because uh, I felt like when I looked at the rankings, I'm like, this guy's ranked really high. But last year, it's hard to argue with his performance, and he's got a good play caller designing plays in New Orleans with Sean Payton. Um, and they've, they've invested in their offensive line. So if you want to run or screen pass with them, he's a, he's a true dual threat running back. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy him, buy him too. I don't know if he finishes top three, like you said, Rob, but he's going to get good production for whatever fantasy owner drafts him in the first round. Um, he got plenty of reception targets last year. He got in the end zone, um, Mark Ingram's going to be out the first four games, so Kamara's the guy. So, I, uh, yeah, I, he's a big play threat, and he can, he's the type of guy that can get you some, bunches and bunches of fantasy points on one play just because he's a, he's a threat to take to the house anytime he gets out in open space. So he, buy Kamara. He is definitely. So both buying on Kamara at the seventh position at running back. Uh, the last running back I'm going to go to is kind of guy they're talking about maybe sharing some carries in uh, Tampa Bay. Peyton Barker. Barber. Sorry. Yeah. Barber. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, running back number 37. Yeah. Are you I, buying or selling on Peyton? I'm going to sell here because they're really high on Ronald Jones the second out of USC. Um, I think he's going to be one of the top rookie runners this year. So I think by the end of the season, he'll be basically the starter. Um, Peyton will – I don't know. I, I think they like him too. I mean, he got some carries last year because Doug Martin sucked. But um, I don't think he's going to – Hold on, hold on. Doug Martin sucked, Rob? <laughs> you are the <laughs> proponent of the muscle hamster. Yeah, Every back year when it seemed good. like you would roster certain guys like Greg Olson, Cam <laughs> Newton, and Doug Martin. Doug so Martin, you've given yeah. up on Doug Martin. Yeah, well, he's going to have a resurgence in uh, Oakland, so uh, okay. under our boy John Gruden because he loves Doug Martin. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he'll end up as a top 40 running back, um, Peyton Barber. So Yeah, well, Peyton Barber, I'll sell on him too. He's one of those guys that makes some headlines in the preseason, but you're right. They drafted Ronald Jones in the um, draft this spring to be the guy. He'll be the guy at some point. Um, plus the Buccaneers offense, I, I just have a hard time. I, I feel like they made a mistake keeping Dirk Cutter around. It doesn't yeah. seem like things are going to end well there. So, um, James Winston's is he suspended for the first part of the season this first year? Three games, right? Yeah. So they're yeah. going to have Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they're going with Fitzpatrick. Even when they get Winston back, that offense is going to be inconsistent. I don't like inconsistency with my fantasy players. So I feel like Peyton Barber. Yeah, thirty-seven. You can roster them, but oftentimes those guys miss more than they hit, so I'll sell on them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, tight end position. Uh, Rob mentioned him before. Greg Olson, tight end number four. Are you buying or selling on Greg Olson? You know this is going to pain me to say this, but I'm going to sell on my my boy G-Reg. God damn you, Mike. So he... uh, He's been a top producer for years. I'm still bitter about the the year that the Bears traded him because um, Mike Martz is an idiot. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, he got hurt and he's lost a step. Um, I think they're going to rely on their receivers more. Um, they drafted this kid, uh, what's his name, DJ Moore uh, for the Panthers, and I think they kind of want to get more to the passing game. Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield um, is going to be a big target too. So Greg will still be a top 10 tight end, but I don't think he's going to be top four. So I got to sell. Where, where, where did you say he was ranked at kit? Uh, number four. I'm going to buy on Greg Olson. I'll just, I'll go the opposite side of Rob just to be the contrarian here. And I think the reason that Greg Olson might not be getting the love that um, from Rob that he usually gets is because he was injured last year, right? He had a foot injury. They came back in the playoffs last year in the wild card. Yeah, he did. Cam Newton's favorite. Cam Newton's favorite target. So, yeah, McCaffrey's going to get his touches. Um, or I think they've got um, Devin not expecting big things out of. So, ask Travis Kelsey. And there's really not a whole lot of tight end options. So, I think that anybody could be tight end four. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's Greg Olson. So, I'll buy that. Buying 
and selling on Greg Olson from the crew. Uh, the next one, tight end real quick here. I'm going to go George Kittle, tight end number Ooh, 13. Boy. Yep. Are you buying or selling on George Kittle? Where is he at? 13. Number 13. Number 13? Yeah. Go I'm ahead, gonna, Rob. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely buy this. I mean, uh, they stabilized their quarterback position at the end of the last year with Jimmy G, you know, going on dates with porn stars, but uh, – He's a QB one now in San Francisco. Uh, George actually showed out like last year for this team, and he's really talented, um, very athletic, and the main—you mean—the main target in that uh, offense is Marquise uh, Goodwin. But I think George Kittle is going to be very much factored into it. Kyle Shanahan um, likes to throw the tight end, so I—I'm uh, going to buy. I think he's going to end up being a top ten tight end, like maybe nine or ten. Yeah, I'm going to buy on Kittle as well. Yeah, everybody, when you think of George Kittle, you look at him, you don't think he's the prototypical tight end that can block and pass. And ultimately, he is a pass-catching tight end, but he was a very underrated blocker during his time at Iowa. Um, that's one thing fans that really paid attention to that type of stuff when he was there were complimentary on how well the blocker Kittle is. So you can keep Kittle in in run-and-pass situations. He's not just going to be your third-down guy that comes in and maybe you split him out wide, but... Um, I think Kittle, yeah, he's the type of tight end that can score points in fantasy in the NFL. He's athletic. He's a guy Jimmy Garoppolo looks for in the end zone. I would, uh, I would expect big things out of Kittle this year. I'll buy. Both buying on George Kittle. Uh, now, I do have a couple de- defenses to finish up here. Um, this one you're basically buying at the number one spot or selling. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you buying or selling that they're the number one defense? I'll uh, I'll buy. I mean, they they have so many studs on that defense, so they'll end up. Plus, they play in the AFC South, and we don't know what the Colts are going to be, the Titans are going to be, or the Texans for that matter. So, I mean, that's half your schedule right there. So, I'll definitely buy on them. They'll at least they'll probably be number one, maybe number two, but I'll stick with number one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Rob. I, I mean, we all picked – you picked the Chargers. I picked the Vikings. So, um, But it wouldn't surprise me if the Jaguars are number one. It's Yeah, the talent's still there. And barring injuries, the talent will still be there. And they will have those type of games where Blake Bortles tries to throw it away. But the defense saves the day, keeps him in it. Um, we should really do a deep dive sometime on the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars football team. Oh, and man. I, and how astounding it was that they almost made the Super Bowl. They should have made the Super Bowl. They should if have. The play yeah. calling was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, they uh, they did get some questionable officiating in that AFC Championship game last year, yeah. too. I uh, Could you imagine an Eagles-Jaguars Super Bowl last year and how <laughs> that would have turned out? So bad. I think it would have been a lot different. You wouldn't have had any offense um, yeah. because the Jaguars defense would have put a stop to Nick Foles. The Patriots defense obviously couldn't do yeah. that. And the Eagles would have gotten after Blake Bortles with their pass rush. And it would have been, instead of the 30-something to 30-something final score of the Super Bowl this past year, it would have been like a 17 to 13 or 13 to 9 type of a game. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Jaguars defense. Jaguars defense, they're solid, Kit. There's no doubting that. So buying on the Jaguars defense. Uh, last, yeah. last buyer sell here, the New Orleans Saints defense at number 10. Are you buying or selling on the New Orleans Saints? They were actually better last year than they have been in a long time. Um, but I have a lot of defense kind of jumping up, like the Bears that I talked about before. So I'm going to sell. I think the Saints will be – they'll still probably be top 15, but I don't, I don't have them at number 10 or even in the top 10. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. Yeah, I mean, 10 is kind of a spot where you're – you know, you're close to the middle, right? And they're a playoff team, so they, you know, they could be top 10. They could be top 15. I don't think they're going to be disasters. So I'll, can I, can I ride the middle here and neither buy nor sell? I, I think they're in, <laughs> they're properly valued at where they're at. Yeah. And so I guess that's buying in so a you, sense. So um, you'd buy on number 10 exactly then? Yeah, I'd buy on 10. Yeah. Okay. But I don't, I don't see them being a team that, creeps up from 10 to two. I think they're, you know, they're going to be in some shootouts in these dome stadiums that they play in against teams like the Falcons. And there's going to be times where 
And my strategy with defenses and fantasy football is I always like to roster two. I know some people want to save that for skill players like a receiver or a running back or a tight end, but I like to keep two defenses and play matchups. And if you have a game where yeah, the Saints are playing against the Atlanta Falcons or some highly productive offense like the Patriots, I bench them, play some other matchup, and I like having flexibility in my defenses yeah. and uh, in fantasy football, and I, I play matchups based on who the opponent is. Defense is a good way to do that, too. Yep. And the, the Saints really could be like a no-name defense this year because they don't have any stars like really on their team. So. Well, they still have Cameron Jordan. I mean, he, he's a pro bowler, so... And they've got Lattimore at corner. Oh, yeah. Who's that I mean, guy, Rob, that they traded up for? Did they trade up twice to draft twice. a pass rusher? Yeah, it's uh, Marcus Davenport from Texas San Antonio. The Roadrunners. That was the most bizarre Gave up a first round, first round NFL draft move I, I felt yeah. in this past spring's draft. Yeah. And he probably might he may not even start right away for him either. Yeah, I mean he's coming from Conference USA football, so that's tough. So you know, the, the Saints had such a good draft in 2017. I think they got a little cocky in 2018 and thought, they, oh, I can do whatever I want. It's going to turn to gold like it did with uh, their O-linemen, Ramchek and Lattimore and the defense. Camara was great value. Yeah. yeah, four studs. I mean, that's incredible value. And a lot of the other guys played. I mean, their whole draft class ended up making the team. So, Yep. So uh, do you have any more, Kit? That was the last one. All right, well, we're going to wrap up what we're calling this as part one of the fantasy preview here. Um, we're actually going to release what, what we call part two, um, which will be our kind of fun section talking about um, fantasy seasons of past, uh, bad beats, making fun of Kit, you know, the good stuff. So um, Can't wait for that. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we'll have Jeff on again for part two. And uh, I'm glad you guys tuned in. Please tune in for part part two as well. And uh, we'll have you back. And welcome to the Dog Pound. Who? Things change with time, Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the Velvet Room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night was plush, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth drunk, acting the fool Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love And the Shark Bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday, still off the heezy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, didn't me some sleep, please. I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease. Holla. Hey, yo, I'm from New York, man. Representing NYC to the fullest.